1: Hello, and welcome to Ask Christina First, straight talk for entrepreneurs and soul proprietors on what makes small business work. Each podcast, we have a grounded conversation, tips and tricks specifically for you, the small business owner, to make you more peaceful, abundant, and on purpose in running your small business. You're listening to this on the amazing men and women radio network, powered by Raven Media International. If you're wanting to listen to this, we'll be streaming on iTunes, iHeart Radio, and Spotify. If you're looking for my other radio show, Real Estate Freedom Breakthrough, that's going to be on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. If you want to find me, Christina Suter, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Christina Suter, S-U-T-E-R, and also at GroundLevel.com, short for consulting. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Christina First. Enjoy the show been working on marketing and been talking about marketing a lot I'm actually spending two months talking about marketing which is unusual for me I normally spend one month really focusing on a particular subject but marketing is so important in your business you just I can't describe it strongly enough I was just talking to a man today who runs a social media firm and I was describing to him that there are two things that will make and break a business one thing that will make them break a business is your cash flow. your capacity control, your cash flow. All the other things that I teach in management, I teach cash flow management, but all the other things I teach and talk about and lecture on and you know mentor my clients on and consult on are all management based, but the one that will make it. Make your business fail is not being able to understand how to control, maximize, or minimize your cash flow. Not just not just your income. How do I put this? Not just making your company profitable. Profitable is you have less expenses than you have income. But cash flow. If you're constantly, chronically behind on your cash flow, running your business will be incredibly difficult, complicated. Feel uncomfortable, you will have a bad credit score on your company, your vendors won't be happy with you because you're behind on paying them your clients will feel the tension inside of you, they might perceive you as overwhelmed and incapable and your employees will definitely feel the strain and the stress of you chronically being behind on your capacity to pay them and your sense of security and strength as a leader and your faith in your company all because you can't control your cash flow properly. It's really a, quite a huge effect. But really, the final effect about not being able to control your your income and expenses, not so much sh- the, the final effect is that your company will feel bad if you can't control cash flow. But if you can't make the company perform in a positive sense, that you get more cash than you have expenses, you will close the company. So, Cash flow is cornerstone. Time management is helpful. Systemic systems is helpful. Trend and forecasting is highly important, but can be, comp- can be difficult to really understand. Um, or what other time, what other managements do I teach? Employee management, leadership skills. Pick any one of the eight segments that I teach, and they're all important, but the one that will break your company is if you don't have enough income coming in. Above and beyond your expenses. Now, the other thing that will make them break your company, and I literally mean will close the doors if you refuse to do marketing. Are you one of those people? I want you to consider this. I really encourage you to sit down right now and go, what marketing am I doing for my company? Is it a lot? Is it a little? Is it none? None. What marketing are you doing for your company? Now, for me, marketing includes networking. It includes establishing yourself as an expert in the field. It includes any social media that you have going on, any blog posting that you're doing, any magazine articles that you're publishing or having published, any, any um, oh, what's it called, PR work that you're doing, anything so that you're findable. Because I'll let you know, if you are not a findable company, you will eventually, if not immediately, but eventually run out of clients. You need to be able to replace the natural attrition that your clients will have. Even if you have one client, they've been a great client, you've had them for 20 years, someday that 20-year-old, that that client you've had for 20 years is probably going to need or want to move on. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean that your company is failing or that you shouldn't perceive your company as failing. But it will mean that you've lost, through natural attrition, your primary form of income and your company will have a problem. That's just an example of somebody who has one primary client. But what about somebody like me? I don't have one primary client. I have three clients that I have had over 10 years now. That is unusual, I think. In my practice, mostly I have clients come and go in about six months to a year time. We're we're identifying something in their company that needs to be addressed. We're dealing with that immediate problem, coming up with a solution that works, and then after that, we're taking time, anywhere from another six months to a year, to evaluate the whole company, restructure it, and get it moving forward or maybe even transform it so that the owner doesn't spend nearly as much time the owner being my client doesn't spend nearly as much time actually on that business and is capable of being semi-retired so I, na- I have to replace my clients I have to be marketing I have to be advertising I have to be findable if I have a good answer and you've heard me say this before if you've listened to my show if you have a good answer for something out there that is important to people or just something important, something <sighs> something that will make a difference. If you have the answer that somebody else needs because it will make a difference for them, if you're not willing to share it from the mountaintops that you can help somebody, I suggest that you're being selfish and withholding. I'm going to stand by this point. I really am. And you've heard me say it before that if you have something who will make somebody else make their life easier, why would you hide it? Why would you keep it away from people? Why would you not share in a way where people can find you that you have a way to help them? So whatever you have inside your head that keeps you from doing marketing that says, oh no, I don't want to be salesy. Oh, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to take anything from them. Oh, I don't want to be arrogant about my business. I don't want to be boring and share with people about my business. Whatever your story is, I suggest and I strongly suggest you challenge it directly and say to yourself, what do I need to do so that I'm willing to share that I am an expert in my field and I have a solution that can help people. What do you need to do to make that okay? And then, that's inside of you. And then becomes the question of, well, then what do you do to share it? What is your natural and easy and for, like foremost in your mind for any form of marketing? I don't care what your form of marketing is. I'll tell you mine. My form of marketing specifically is verbal. I am a verbal person. I am not a writer by any stretch of the imagination in any way, shape, or form. Thus, I have a radio show because I like to talk. And if I like to, and I like to share. I like to share information. I have a radio show that I generate almost all my own content for. That's actually kind of unusual. I'm not interviewing other people. I'm not even pulling it from magazines. I'm really just constantly reiterating, reiterating to you in as many different ways as I can. My passion, my lessons, my thoughts, my contemplations on small business and small business management. So I do my marketing verbally. And then I let the writers write my blogs. I send my blog, I send my show to a blogger, to a to an editor, and she writes my blog and she posts it. You can go to my website and you can see it, groundlevel-consulting.com. And you can see that this radio show that you're listening to right now will be a blog post on my website in about three days. Okay? That's me. I'm a talker. I also do a lot of networking. I specifically go to in places that where i get to meet people i could just shake their hand and i get to talk about my business i either am speaking at that event or i'm just visiting that event because i like the topic and i'm shaking people's hands and letting them know i do small business management consulting i specialize in management okay what do you do pull out a piece of paper Write down the answer. What do you need to do inside of you to be willing to share and be findable? Because you have something to contribute and it is not your job to hide it. I would suggest that God, your higher power, whatever you believe in, wants you to share it. That You were given those answers and that clarity to share it. So what do you need to do to move that belief or those beliefs inside of you? The second thing is, what are you doing right now for marketing? Branding. Why is branding a liver die in your business? And why do you and I'm challenging you personally? Why do you hesitate to market yourself? Because it is a liver die for your business. So let's talk about branding materials, branding pl- platforms. So first is, this branding materials. What are the basic branding materials you need to have? Branding materials are a website. Let's go to the old-fashioned ones. A business card. Some type of flyer, one-page flyer or brochure on what you do, why, and how you do it. And maybe some pricing sheet of some kind. You always want to have a brochure or one sheet that does not have your price on it. And then you want to have some kind of sheet that has pricing on it. Okay? So business cards, a one sheet or a brochure, a trifold is fine. You want to have a website, and then there's all the plethora of social media. Okay? This is just branding materials. So um, for me, my radio show acts as a version of branding materials, and here's why. Not only do you get to listen to it as the audience, but I get to put it on my website and say that I've done it and it's a form of you being able to check me out as an expert by hearing it on my website so that's one piece of branding materials Uh, what else let's see your logo is a branding material good old fashioned branding materials logo, business card, brochure and the newer is websites branding platforms branding platforms you can use the yellow pages as a platform for getting your message out there you can have an ad in the yellow pages whether it's the old-fashioned printed yellow pages or the yellow pages online it's a yellow pages a branding platform can be a magazine that is specific to your industry. This is a printed magazine versus an e-zine, a printed magazine that is specific to your industry and taking an ad out in it. That is a platform that you can use for your advertising. There is the uh, websites that you have, which is a material, but you can use that website on as links Inside of your email, your email can be a branding platform because you can put links links to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook pages, and your website all can be attached to your signature in your email. So let's move away from, so that's not the website, let's do the emails. Emails is a branding platform. Okay, now let's get into the plethora of internet brandable platforms or platforms where you can brand yourself. There is Facebook. You want a Facebook wall, not just your personal Facebook page. You want a Facebook wall. The wall allows you to brand yourself as a company separate from the sense of being a small sole proprietorship that's just posting, excuse me, that's just posting on your personal Facebook page. So that's a Facebook platform that you want to have you obviously want to post on your wall you want to post any events that you have I like events specifically on their Facebook wall because I think it gives people an idea that you're not just doing writings you're actually holding something physical where they can come and check you out or that you're capable of renting a room in a hotel and at least organizing an event I think it gives people a greater sense of confidence in the solidarity of your company so there's Facebook. Then there's LinkedIn. Now, I am not an expert on how to use LinkedIn. I am not. But I do know that you want to have a LinkedIn profile so that people who are experts in using LinkedIn can look you up and want to want to uh, tag you. I think it's a version of tagging, but you, I'm clearly not an expert in Lincoln, LinkedIn. Okay, you guys can hear it. But even I have a LinkedIn profile and even I have had clients completely uh, of their own impetus give me a a praise or an endorsement, that's what LinkedIn calls it, an endorsement on LinkedIn for my services. And I know you can obviously return the favor of giving other people endorsements on their LinkedIn account as well. There's also LinkedIn groups where you can answer questions that are specific in your industry, something that you're an expert in. Now, my understanding is, I'm not an expert in this, but my understanding is is that it's actually very time-consuming to answer the questions on LinkedIn and that there are people, I've noticed there are people who really kind of make it their career to answer these questions on LinkedIn so to become a high-level Um, recognized as a high-level expert in your field might actually take a lot of time in LinkedIn. But you can join groups and you can post blogs to the smaller groups within LinkedIn that are much easier, I think, to try to get some sense of an expert status. Remember, what we're striving for is an expert status. Not an expert status in everything, just in your exact niche. I'm one of the few real estate investment advisors I've ever met. It's a very small niche because there's very few of us in that niche. But small business management consulting is a much larger niche, but I still want to try to establish myself as an expert in the Southern California region, the LA County region, the LA region, the Pasadena region. I can still be clearly an expert in that topic if I start breaking it down by region. And if you're a plumber or you're a gardener or you're a therapist or even a CPA, you can be an expert in a small region and you can get a lot of leverage out of that. So, platforms Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I know less about Twitter than I know about LinkedIn. I'm good. I swear, guys, I'm gonna bring you a guest who can answer these questions much better than I can. But I wanted to address this. Twitter is something where there is a whole generation that is following Twitter and is following Pinterest. It is not my generation. I'm too old, too old for that. But it is very much part of what is necessary to have a a branded company across multiple platforms. Remember, that's the conversation I'm having is what are your platforms? Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do is I want you to actually think about what are the platforms you think you can pony up to? Because I've gone through a whole bunch of social media. There's the traditional platforms of magazines and yellow pages. And I... Don't forget, and I haven't mentioned this, there's also giving seminars. There's talking at the Qantas clubs, the the Chamber of Commerce, the Rotary Club. So being known as a speaker, a local speaker in your area as an expert. Offering your services to go into companies and be willing to talk to them. Let's say you're in HR. And going into a company and say, I, I'm an expert in HR. I would love to offer a uh, seminar to your employees on how they can follow the, get further um, advantages out of the HR department. So that is another branding platform. So there's the whole speaking circuit, local, local chapters of the Rotary, the Pasadena Chamber. There is offering to speak at other businesses. There is books, which I am working on, and there are CD packages, which I'm also working on, being actually I have them, CD packages where you can specifically sell your content or be recognized for your content. Okay, so the homework is for this commercial break, write down what platforms are you currently using and what platforms do you think you would like to move into. After this commercial break, I'll be right back. Can you envision yourself as a real estate investor or are one? Then listen to my free 70-minute teleseminar. Find out how I can help you ensure your success and fulfill your vision as an investor this year and year after year after year. I'm Christina Suter, and I've been investing in real estate for over 25 years, and I've seen the ups and downs personally. I've created this 7-step system based on my wins to help you maximize the upside and prevent losses. Sign up for this free and inspiring call at www.glinvestor.com. Welcome back to Ask Christina First. So right now, this show, I am challenging you on your branding and your marketing. Are you letting yourself be found? And I just went through a long list of what are the branding platforms that we have. You have your... I'm going to do it again. I swear. What branding platforms do we have? There is your... The Yellow Pages... Online or offline, there are magazines. Online or offline, there is PR. There is social media: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest. There is speaking. Are you out there speaking to this the passing the Chamber of Commerce, the Rotary Club? Because I'm in Pasadena, right? So the Pasadena Chamber, the Rotary of Commerce, the Kwanzaa Club. Pessia Chamber, Rotary, Kwanzaa, there's one more, just left me. Are you doing speaking? Are you offering to speak at businesses and small businesses in your area that might be able to use your content where you can then establish yourself as an expert? all of those are branding platforms places where you can get your message out and people can see you and they can get to know you where you can record what you're saying you can use that recording on your website or any other of your social medias all of the all of that helps you establish you as an expert so the homework was what branding platforms are you doing and which ones do you see yourself doing and I want to add to that thought specifically which ones do you see yourself doing like Yelp Let's use Yelp for a minute. I didn't even put Yelp in the previous one. Yelp. Yelp is perfect for service-based, low-cost businesses. What I mean by that is a haircut, a restaurant, a dog groomer, maybe even a gardener, a plumber, my favorite ones, a dog kennel all of those are rel- what are considered to be relatively low priced services because people are going to spend $100 or less or maybe if you're a plumber they're going to spend a couple hundred dollars, $600, but basically most plumbing calls I would say are about $300 or less unless they're doing a more extensive plumbing job on their home. Okay? Yelp is perfect for that. Now, If you're a high-end, let's say you're a consultant that sells a package that is $5,000. Most people are not going to use Yelp to be able to get a sense for your services. So Yelp may not be an important platform or a viable platform for you to spend time and money on because it's not going to be reaching enough people who will be looking for you on that platform cost too much money per client so yelp isn't useful in that type of branding structure so but if you're a high-end client then what is useful slick magazines they cost more money they look better they're targeted to your market slick magazines Newspapers, newspaper art, paid advertisements inside of newspapers, where you can either you can actually write an article and say this is a paid advertisement, or being recognized as an expert by writing for a magazine like uh, business. um, There's so many business magazines, Business Weekly. If you're able to actually get in there as an as a writer and contribute an article to them that's a very good way to do a higher level of being sold. And here's why. People who are going to buy a lower level of service are going to do a bunch of research online and they're going to make a decision and they're going to buy. And that's pretty much the process. They're going to know they have a need. They're going to identify what it is. They're going to go out and do a little bit of research. They're going to figure out who they're going to buy it from and they're going to buy now, if you've got somebody who's looking to do a high price ticket, then they're going to identify that they have a need. They're going to do research. They're going to do research online. They're going to talk to their friends, and they're going to look for referrals. And they're going to they're compile that information, contemplate it, and decide who they want to spend time talking to. And, of course, in my world, hopefully they talk to three people. Once they've talked to three people, they've actually interviewed three people who can offer them that high level of service, then they'll decide where they want to lay their money down. Okay? Think about all the research you do before you buy a car. Now, I don't know what you do before you buy a car, but I know what I do before I buy a car is I specifically go online online, I look at the best car of the year for the particular style I'm looking for. I, I look through multiple cars. I'll spend several hours identifying which car I think is the one I even want. I will then go to several car dealerships to practice driving that car and looking at what price point they have. And then I will decide which car dealership I'm actually going to buy from. Why? Because I'm looking at spending 15 dollars twenty $35,000, okay? So, What's the right platform for your type of business? Are you a smaller business where people generally, your general products range somewhere between $10 to $150? And are you a service company so that people can actively review your services? You're perfect for Yelp. You're perfect for online yellow pages. You're perfect for having... Those type of things, Pinterest, you're perfect for, I think that's about right, Twitter. You're perfect for those because people are more likely to do a shorter investigation process before they lay their money down. Now, if you're a high, lo- high level, then you're going to want to do things like, you're going to want to have Facebook. You're probably going to want to have LinkedIn. Because you're going to need to spend the time to establish yourself as an expert in the field or among the best in the field so that people want to give you and choose you to give you $3,000, $5,000. So your platforms need to be more higher end and they need to be stages. You need to contemplate it as stages of people getting close to you. They might see you on Facebook they might come see you talk at an event then they might call you after they've seen you two more times or three times talking or meeting you then they'll call you to set an appointment with you so how many times does somebody have to see you have access to you to check you out before they give you money several more times So, you need the Facebook page, you need to have the speaking events, you need to visit the Chamber of Commerce at their particular events, you need to be accessible for them to be able to meet and greet you, you need to have a business card and a brochure that they can take with them when they meet you at those and they say, someday I might need you, you want to have a website so they can look at it and potentially a reference list of some kind blog posts that prove that you're an expert, radio shows and audio files that prove that you're an expert. You see, you want them to be able to check you out seven times before they call you. That's very different from checking you out one time and doing a purchase because it's a t-shirt. So right now, last homework is what do you need for your style of business?